you're listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast with host Jennifer Mattern, helping serious freelancers, bloggers, and indie authors go pro. Hello and welcome. I'm Jen Mattern, and you're listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. This is episode 36. You can find show notes and related links for this episode at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 36. In today's episode, I'm joined by veteran freelance commercial writer Peter Bowerman. Peter is also the author of the popular Well-Fed Writer book, which you may have seen mentioned on the site before. It's one of the top resources I recommend to new freelance writers and have for years. Now, Peter also just released a course called Well-Fed Craft, and he asked me to do a pre-launch review of that course. I will link you to that review, which is actually a joint review that I did with fellow freelancer Edward Beeman, and our reviews will be linked in the show notes page, which is allindywriters.com slash podcast slash 36. But I also asked Peter to come on the show and talk a little bit about the course first and to chat a little bit beyond the promotional material that you'll find about the course and actually kind of chat about one of the project types that you'll learn about. So he's here today and we're going to talk about his course and we're also going to talk about case studies. So that is the agenda for today. But first, I do want to say that I have a pretty strict policy here at Allendy Writers in that I do not promote third-party courses or membership sites. And that is because I do not consider most of them reputable enough. I am extremely selective about what I promote to you. For me to promote a course from a third party here, I have to be 100% confident in their background and their abilities. And Peter is one of very few fellow freelance writers that I can say that about. So even if you don't read the review, which will be linked in the show notes for you at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 36, I am going to say up front that I can wholeheartedly recommend the Well-Fed Craft course from Peter Bowerman. And if you want to sign up or learn more from Peter instead of reading the review here first, you can do that by going to allindiewriters.com slash recommends slash craft. And yes, full disclosure, that is an affiliate link. If you don't want to visit an affiliate link to redirect you there, you can always just go to wellfedwriter.com and kind of migrate your way to the course page. Now, let's jump right on into my chat with Peter. We'll talk a bit more about the course and about him to let you know his background and why he's qualified to teach you on this. Welcome, Peter. Thank you for stopping by for a chat today. Thanks for having me. And so Peter and I are going to talk a little bit about his new course, Well-Fed Craft, for new and aspiring freelance commercial writers. Now, I don't think Peter needs much of an introduction among most all indie writers, readers, and listeners. But Peter, for those who might be new to you and the idea of commercial writing, why don't we start by having you briefly introduce yourself and tell us about the kind of work you do as a commercial writer. Okay. Um... Yeah, and I, I do not, I'm not one of those people who just assumes that everybody knows me. <laughs> but they should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that. Um, 
I um, I started out as a commercial writer. I'm in I'm closing out my 23rd year here um, after about 16 years in sales and marketing, and um, and of course I wrote the Well-Fed Writer series starting in 2000, and then I had an update 2005, and then updated again in 2010. So, um, but uh, I have been a generalist uh, for most most of my career, um, but I've always promoted myself as someone who understands sales and marketing, having come from that background. So um, I've worked on a variety of projects, uh, brochures of all types, web content, uh, which also means web messaging. So it's not just the, what goes on the site, it's how, you know, the front homepage and how they're, how they're presenting themselves uh, uh, to the world and their, and their prospects and clients. Um, direct mail, um, mostly in the postcard realm, uh, as well as uh, some case studies, uh, a lot of short type copy like headlines, taglines, slogans, uh, and I even have a specialty in book titling, um, some newsletters, um, you know, a, a, a wide variety of stuff. Um, and, uh, and, and, and my range has helped me be able to uh, serve the needs of certain clients who really have a lot of, uh, of different needs. And, uh, and that's, that's always good. You know, you find those people who, well, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do it. Can you handle that? And, and to have a wide range of skills is, uh, is definitely a plus. So now, and it's interesting that you refer to yourself as a generalist. You know, we talk a lot about generalization versus specialization here. And I always push specialization because there's more money in it. Right. Um, but what's interesting is that you consider yourself a generalist, whereas I would consider you a certain type of specialist. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because it, it you know, my knee-jerk reaction was always to say I'm a generalist because I don't, uh, I don't focus in on one particular industry or one particular project type. But you are correct in that uh, because of my. Uh, background in sales and marketing, and and given that that's what I've always led with when I'm when I'm uh, talking with a new client, uh, because I know that it resonates uh, with any client, it, it's kind of it's kind of a specialty in that sense. Yeah. Um, and and I would agree with you a hundred percent. And I, I'm becoming more and more a fan of of. Um, Specializing. Not that I was ever not a fan of it. I, what I wasn't a fan of is when people are, you know, are told you got to pick a niche, whether or yeah. not they have anything that would logically lead them to a niche. So you know, there there are a lot of people out there who they hear stuff like that and they think, oh, I got to pick something. Yeah. And I think a, a, a niche, um, at least in one that's enduring and one that you're going to enjoy is going to be something that you've kind of organically, uh, you know, glommed onto, you know, in your career after a certain period of time. Um, and so what I tell people is, you know, if, if you don't have something that's, that's coming to you kind of naturally, you know, don't force it. Um, because you know, I mean, I, I don't know that, that that serves anybody. But as soon, but yeah, as soon as you are able to say, "Hey, you know, this is my specialty," um, you know, you're going to be better off. Uh, and I think, um, you know, you, you there's different philosophies. I mean, there are people who do very well um, focusing on a 
particular project type like case studies or white papers. Yeah. Although, you know, those people will also tell you that they also take on other projects. It's just that, you know, their public face says, mm-hmm. um, you know, that this is this is what I do exclusively. Um, I would prefer, you know, to be a, a, a niche specialist in an industry. Uh, okay. And because there's then you then you open yourself up to a whole variety of project types within an industry, and if you like working, you know, writing for that industry, you know, you you can do well and yeah. set yourself apart. So. And a good example of that, I know that you know her too, is Lori Widmer. We've had her Absolutely. as a guest on the show. She specializes in the insurance industry and risk management. Um, so that's an example of that. And you know, one of the great things about specialization that we try to drive home at All Indie Writers, or I try to drive home is that it's not always about the niche, you know, like Peter just said. It's, that's one option as, as an industry specialization or specializing in a project type, like he just mentioned case right. studies. Or you can specialize even in working with certain types of clients. You know, I prefer right. small businesses, for example, as opposed to big right. corporate clients. So there's a lot of room to specialize. Um, and similar to what Peter said um, just a few minutes ago, you know, with my own specialty, I'm primarily coming from a public relations background. That's my real key specialty, but I do take on business writing beyond that. So I do the white papers, I do the case studies, press releases, media room material, um, media advisories, PSA scripts, things like that. But I also do take on other things that would be a little bit more marketing and things like blogging, which is big in social media right now. So there's still variety beyond that. But you have yeah, a lot think, of options. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think the key really comes down to, you take the 30,000-foot view, how do you make yourself more memorable exactly. you know, to, a, to a client? And uh, and you make yourself more memorable by you know saying, I'm the blank guy or gal yes. or whatever, you know, um, and or I focus with this type of business. And then, you know, if you go after that type of person, then that's going to resonate with with them, you know, even if, I mean, I've had, uh, you know, I've had writers and I know, you know, writers too, as well, who will have multiple sites mm-hmm. for, for multiple specialties and even multiple cards, you know, business cards made up for those sites. And, and mm-hmm. so when they, um, when they meet somebody who, you know, is a fit for one of them versus another, they give them that site and lead them to that site, give them that card, lead them to that site. Um, because, you know, they know that that's going to say to that person, ah, this person, you know, you know, is exclusively does this, even if they don't. Uh, and, and then it, it, it means something. So, yeah, uh, I used so, to do so that. Yeah, more yeah so. I used to do that. I used to have one specifically for press release writing, and I used to have one for content writing online, um, in addition to my main yeah. one. So it's a lot to manage, <laughs> but yeah, you can definitely yeah, do when, that. And I, yeah, I broke out uh, my book titling site, um, and that was p- p- talk about an organic niche. I mean, I you know my self publishing track, you know, the wealth and self publisher. Out of that came coaching, and out of that came um, you know, pe- you know coaching people to, who were putting books together. And out of that came, hey, can you help me with the title? And I'm like, yeah, sure, because it's same as doing yeah. a name or a tagline or yeah, something exactly. like that. And after about eight years of doing that kind of organically and just naturally and, you know, unofficially in a sense, um, I, I finally, you know, broke out a, as a site so that now I can promote it specifically and all that. And so people look at that and they go, wow, I don't know anybody who like, 
you know, does this as a specialty. And it's like, yeah. well, obviously a lot of books get, most <laughs> books out there get titled without me. <laughs> <laughs> so someone's doing it, but the fact is that it's a site, you know, dedicated site. People go, wow, I, you know, it makes yeah. me stand out as an expert. And what is that website? Tell them so they can find that. Title Taylor, like a clothes tailor. T-A-I-L-O-R. I'll link so. them to that in the show notes too. So, um, yeah. And you'll find the show notes at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 36. And I'll make sure you have links to Peter's sites, his book, and everything. So, Peter, your course, The Well-Fed Craft, yeah. can you give listeners a brief introduction to what they can learn there and who it's for? Yeah. You know, in working with, I mean, I've been, I've been doing coaching now for 14 years or so with um, commercial writers uh, and self-publishers for that matter. And, you know, over the years, I, I, I kind of come to an epiphany about the commercial writing field and what makes for success uh, in the long run. And while no one could argue that marketing is key and important and all that, I have found that the people who really succeed are the ones who have strong skills. Um, you can be the greatest marketer in the world, uh, but if you don't have the, the, the types of skills that clients are really looking for, and that will and who will pay that will pay well for, you're going to struggle. Um, and and whereas those who do have strong skills they're going to naturally get more referrals, more repeat business, um, and, you know, more and more new clients in general. So, um, so with, with that kind of in mind and the fact that, and, and I'm, and I'm getting this back from folks like you and, and Lori and some other people who I've had review the course, uh, prior to the release is that there really isn't much out there like this. Uh, and, and that was really the, 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 uh, the the impetus for doing it is that you know we're you know it's like I can I can go anywhere and find a course on how to build a writing business um, or can I go to find a course on how to actually write the projects that I'm going to be called on to yeah. write in the commercial realm so so against that backdrop that's that's why I created this course and it's um, it's it's eleven modules and it's a a video capture format. So basically, I came up with um, uh, eleven, actually ten, because one of them is an audio only. That's the intro module. Ten PDFs that are jammed with um, commercial writing samples in uh, in a variety of uh, project types, um, brochures of all types, and direct mail and web content, case studies, uh, white papers. Uh, tagline slogans, landing pages, sales, uh, sales, sales letters, and a few other things, um, along with certain commercial writing devices like using themes in your writing and humor and stories and questions and, and things like this. And so I created these 10 PDFs and then using a program called Snagit, which is a video capture and image capture program, I just go through the PDFs, you know, flip on the recording, go through the PDF. And so what you're going to be watching is me um, listen, watching and listening to me as I scroll through a pre PDF, pointing things out and studying and dissecting um, well over 50 uh, commercial writing samples in a whole variety of categories. 
So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of, uh, there's an enormous amount, as I don't have to tell um, you, there's an enormous amount of competition out there these days uh, amongst writers. And, um, and, and it's funny, I discovered this recently. I went to a networking event and uh, spoke with uh, the, the head of the company. And I had known them for a while. And I said, hey, you have you know, opportunities, you know, freelancing. He goes, yeah, we, we hire freelancers. And so he sent me an example of, you know, the types of stuff that he has freelancers create and asked me to, to quote on it. And so I looked at it and kind of lowballed it a little bit because I thought, you know, this could turn into a regular gig. And, and I think I, whatever I estimated, he came back and was kind of smiling as he wrote back and he said, hate to tell you, but, you know, we usually get this done for less than half of what you just quoted. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was, and I was kind of smiling, and I wrote back and I said, you know, I knew you were going to say that. Um, because what it was in essence was, it was just, it was an article. It was an article yeah. about a particular topic. And you're talking about a skill set that is common to thousands and thousands of writers out there. Um, and when you have a skill set that's common to thousands and thousands of writers, that is by definition going to drive rates down. You know, why do they have to pay more when you've got, you know, any number of people to choose from who can do a perfectly adequate job at it? And so the key to, if, if people are out there going, how do I break out of that? You know, that, that, that low rate trap, you know, yeah, I get that question um, all the time. <laughs> yeah, and and you and you break out of it by, and I'm not saying that my course is the you know the panacea, you know, because you still have to do an enormous amount of work yourself. But you break out of it by developing stronger skills. You break out of it by developing skills that that, that every other writer doesn't have. And and you know now we're coming full circle back to to your our niche conversation. You know what it you know how can you make yourself memorable by by being able to deliver something that not everybody else can deliver. You know you're not going to be the only one with something, but if you but if you've got a skill set that you know relatively few people have, you're gonna you're gonna make more money at it. Yeah. And so you know so so that's really what this course is about. It's about giving you a skills boost and giving you new devices and tools and and tips and techniques and strategies you know you know beefing up your marketing arsenal in a sense and the next time a client says well you know we, we, we need to come up with a brochure but it needs to have a much more marketing spin to it or you know we need to come up with a direct mail campaign we're not sure how to do it and and if you've been through my course you're going to go oh studied that you know I know exactly I can give them a couple ideas you know and and um, so it's there's no uh, substitute for actual experience but if you can shortcut the the, the learning curve some you know that goes a long way to exactly. just making yourself more marketable exactly so. and that's one of the things I like about your course Peter it's that you're using real-world examples that have actually been out there and tested in the market yes by clients and you're also kind of giving them a little bit of the why you know why clients want that's these right. documents because that's important you can't just go in and think of it as text that you're you know coming up with that you're writing there's a purpose behind it it has that's to accomplish right. a goal and I think right. that's important and, yeah yeah, and and, it, and and a lot of it, a lot of the course, 
focuses, uh, centers around the whole idea of structure and how do you structure something uh, in order to uh, make it most effective? How do you build a case for something? Because that's what we're doing a lot of in the commercial writing world is we're building a case for something. And we could be doing that in, in a brochure. We could be doing that in a direct mail piece. We could be doing that in a case study, white paper, certainly. Um, you know, how do you, how do you order your information in such a way that people go, aha, got it, got it, got it, got it, you know, along the way. And so by the end of it, um, they're getting what you're, they want to do what you're asking them to do. And, um, and I, you know, I just have a a lot of experience doing that. And, um, and no, this isn't like direct response, the long letter type stuff. That's a whole, you know, another realm. Um, you know, and it's funny, some years back, I think Bob Bly said uh, something like that, that world, you know, cause he's from that world and that that world accounts for something like 3% of the entire commercial, you know, writing yeah. pie universe out there, which means that the stuff that's in my course is the other 97%, you know. Uh, and not even that, not even that, Peter, because, you know, you're talking about a lot of the marketing side, but what your course actually doesn't cover, and this is a suggestion that's going to come up in my review, is that there's still actually a lot more um, on the PR side where there is a lot of overlap. Yeah. And sure. so it's very similar. We get a lot of the same requests coming from the same clients. So there, there are actually other project types too. So if you're ever looking for a second course, Peter, there you go. There's still room to expand on new well, projects. Right, right. And, and but there's uh, so not? much. And I, I just personally haven't done an enormous amount of stuff yeah. like that. But maybe you know, because I, I, as you, as you read, anyone who does, you know, look, uh, decide to, to to grab the course, they're going to see that. You know, in the case study module, I actually tapped Casey Hibbert, who is mm-hmm. a case study expert, along with my own case studies. Uh, but I had her um, actually, you know, I have a taped uh, little interview that I did with her. And in the um, in the module on white papers, I tapped Gordon Graham, who's that that whitepaperguy.com, um, yes. and he generously offered up his uh, some of his samples and let me interview him. And I so I because I, I haven't done a whole lot, so maybe Jen, I'll tap you <laughs> for the PR side. I like this. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's just, yeah, it's, there's just so many different project types. It's kind of crazy. Like there are things that there are still things where clients come to me and they ask me for things that I have never done or haven't even thought to do before. Um, I just recently I've noticed an increase in companies wanting scripts, for example, for explainer videos. So right. anyone looking for a new specialty, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and I do want to say, though, that, you know, it isn't just, you know, this project, this project, and this project that I'm covering. It's, it's a lot of devices, as I yeah. talk about themes, stories, you know, um, things like that. And, um, you know, and, 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 a, and a project type like brochures, what I teach people in brochures uh, about structure is something that you can apply to any project type. So, um, so it's, it's less about specifically how to write X number of, of uh, different kinds of projects and more about how to develop a marketing mindset 
And and that's really the key is that, yeah. uh, yes, you're absolutely right. To, to cover every type of project that you or I have done over the years, you know, you, you need 40 modules, you know, to, to, to do it. And uh, but but I think, um, you know, I, I, I focused less on, you know, it's about this, this and this project and more about thinking like a marketer, not just, you know, exactly not just writing. Yeah, so. your module on storytelling is something in particular, you know, that will help yeah. them with a lot of different project types, including things like exactly. press releases. Um, so, yeah, you, you mentioned case studies and how you talked to Casey, and I wanted to kind of go into that a little bit yeah. as an introduction to one particular project type that they can learn about in your course. So... Uh -huh. For those you know unfamiliar with case studies, they're basically just success stories. They're how your client successfully resolved a problem or took advantage of an opportunity that was presented to them in a way that kind of makes them shine or otherwise yeah, sets them apart. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Something that makes them set up themselves apart a bit from the competition in their industry. Right. So, Peter, why might a freelance commercial writer be asked to write a case study? Well, case studies, of course, are um, they're very popular, and they've always they've actually been popular for a long time, but they're mm -hmm. becoming even more popular of late because they're a very key component of a content marketing strategy. And for people who don't really know how all that works, um, you know, the, the the quick and dirty on that is the the way people buy things uh, with the advent of the internet has changed uh, dramatically and it used to be people were sold stuff through you know advertising and promos and things like that now and especially in the b2b world um, people want to be educated uh, more than they want to be sold to so you know before somebody you know the, the the buyer for a particular like, software package or you know any other product actually contacts a company. They're going to start doing their research online and they're going to look for information uh, on the, the, on product services that address the challenges that they have as a company. And so um, smart companies um, who know the types of search terms that these people will use to find that information will write content like white papers, like case studies, like blog posts, you know, any number, you know, videos, whatever. And in the, um, you know, in the text of them and the titles and subtitles, whatever, they'll include uh, keywords, those keywords that those people will search for. So, so the whole idea is, you know, someone's searching for XYZ, they, they get taken to their site, they read a case study and it, and if it's done well, and, and uh, it, it'll just move that person a little further along the, um, the sales cycle, and hopefully when they finally pick up the phone and call, they'll call them, and, and, and they're 75, 80% sold. So, um, so that's, you know, that's a, that's a key uh, thing. And, you know, a case study by definition is third-party selling. It's, you know, you, you're in essence saying, you don't have to believe us and what we say about our product. Listen, you know, look at look at how our product uh, actually performed in a real world setting, and here's what the client had to say when it was all said and done. So um, it, it makes for a, a very compelling uh, argument, uh, and uh, and again, it's uh, the case study itself can get into the specifics of you know the the, the details and the components of the 
uh, of the solution so that somebody uh, reading it, um, different audiences reading it, can get different things out of it. You know, the, the marketing people can say, oh, I like this, and the technical people can say, oh, I'm glad it covers that base and, um, and all that. So, um, and, you know, the trend is moving more towards more of a feature article uh, type format uh, versus that straight, you know, the, tr- the, the traditional format has been kind of, um, you know, challenge, solution, result, um, you know, client, challenge, solution, and result, you know, uh, type of thing. And you still see those out there as well. So, uh, so but there's, you know, there's just a growing need um, uh, for it because, again, content marketing is huge now, yeah. and, you uh, and that's a that's a key component of any content marketing strategy. So. Every time I hear you say content marketing, I cringe just a little bit, and that's because, <laughs> what, what because again, I come from that PR background. Basically, what content marketing is is a total bastardization of public relations. It's marketers taking over PR You're right. tactics. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> but um, so the tactics are good and the tactics are sound, even though content marketing is, you know, content marketing might be a relatively new buzzword, but the tactics that these marketers are now hijacking, um, they've actually been around a long time. We in the PR industry right. have been doing these things for a very long time. Um, so these things do work. Um, you know, Peter was just mentioning case studies going the feature article type of route now. And, you know, that's very true. And again, that's something that we've been doing in PR for years. We didn't really call those case studies necessarily right. so much as, but what we would do, and we still do, is we get our clients to have these sort of success story features published in trade publications. So it's not so much in their own site necessarily, like a typical case study might be, but we are pitching them. And I thought it was funny in your course, Peter, the one, I think it's the first case study you mentioned was when you had done, and you kind of jokingly said, you know, how it's for walls and ceilings. And I thought it was funny because I think my first one was for one called Closets Magazine. It was for a garage floor, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's so glamorous. Publications out there that are exactly. actually not little, you know, like in yeah. certain, you know, worlds that we don't know about. Exactly. Big. You know, this is one, yeah. like, it's a publication, obviously, I would never pitch on my own as a freelancer, <laughs> but they actually, they did segments right. on garage organization type things, too, and this was for, I was working with a designer, actually, and their client was Citadel. Now, Citadel works with contractors, you know, building contractors and such on things like concrete coatings and different types of flooring material and such. And they had a new DIY product called Rock Solid Floors at the time. So this was for them. And this was the publication they already had a relationship with, so I didn't even have to place it or anything for them. And But yeah, so it's totally not glamorous sometimes, but they're fun projects just the same. But I thought it was funny because yours was a similar sort of publication and industry there, and it was like... Oh, well, I know yeah. what that's like. <laughs> and, and, and I've and I and I and I've actually had um, the same reaction as you. I remember when it first came out. I mean, especially the people coming from the the um, 
the journalism world, not the PR world, because yeah. like you said, people like you know, but you know, it's this new, th- yeah, <laughs> new thing, you know, and it's like, we've been doing these projects forever, it's just <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> now they're under a different umbrella or something, so, yeah. but I, I just got, I got such a kick out of it, because it, you know, they were presenting it like it was this, you know, brand new thing, a kind of, I guess, exactly. like social media in a sense, you know, um, and yet, because of, um, because of the fact that it is being marketed um, so much out there as an avenue for freelancers to go down, as I discovered firsthand, rates are dropping. Um, yeah. You know, because and and you know, I think what's happening there's a certain to a certain extent is that there are a lot of writers who. Um, have those skills, but I also think that um, a lot of clients, and this has always been the case, and I'm sure you'll back me up on this, a lot of clients out there, they don't necessarily know what's really good, (laughs) and so they will accept something that is not as good as it can be, because they just don't know any different, Um, and and, and until it gets to a point where it's like, well, this isn't really getting us where we want to get to, and that's where having some more, you know, marketing-based, you know, marketing skills, marketing mindset type yeah. skills, can 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 elevate you, you know, uh, beyond the herd, you know. So yeah, exactly. Um, and you, you mentioned that this is um, how it's being seen as new, and you know, I think I'd mentioned this to you privately, but one area that freelancers should keep in mind right now that it, again it's not new we've been doing it in PR for a long time but it's be, it's really growing and it's something called brand journalism and I should note this is not I'm not talking about native advertising which is just another bullshit buzzword for advertorials that have been around forever but brand journalism is where basically because of all these different media outlets closing brands weren't getting the coverage that they once were. So they started becoming their own sort of in-house media, covering news in the industry. Some do it just through blogs. Some have newsletters. Some write in their own magazines um, and entire websites. And I'm going to link them in the show notes at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 36 to some information from a PR colleague, Ike Piggott. He's very well respected in the PR industry. He is the corporate comm guy for Alabama Power. And they have done an outstanding job with brand journalism. So I'm gonna link them to some of these sorts of things to give you an idea of what brands are doing. And the reason I say this is because in this kind of brand journalism where brands are running their own magazines and other publications, that is a perfect place for these sort of feature style case studies. And that's a market to keep in mind, you know, look for companies that are just starting to get into brand journalism and think about pitching them these kinds of stories, because that's a wide open market right now for freelancers. Right. And if you can bring not only a a journalism background, but a marketing spin, you know, to, to, to what you create, I mean, and I guess they're, they're creating what they're, what they're churning out has to has to read like a like a news story, but with a twist and with an angle to it. Yeah, the but good not ones. Too yeah. much. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not directly promotional. Don't mistake these right. for advertorials. They're not about selling really at all. And and presenting um, scenarios where their products or services can um, exactly in some way address it. Exactly. Know, so. Yeah. So there, there's all sorts of you know 
stuff to do with brand journalism. But yeah, with case studies, you're going to have a little bit more of that spin to it. But there's just, there's so much room right now for freelancers. You know, we like to think that, you know, there's so much more competition that gigs are hard to find. But the truth is there's so many more opportunities right now because right. companies are formed every day who need writers and there's all these different new content marketing. Oh, I hate that word. PR and um, <laughs> just all sorts of projects being thrown at them, these new buzzwords. And they're like, oh my God, I have to do this and I have to do that. Well, they need writers to right. do these things. So <laughs> the opportunities are there, but that's just and, one. And I, for and I, in my experience and yours too, I think a lot of them don't even know unless they come mm -hmm. out of that world they don't know that there are people like us yeah. you know they know that there are journalism type writers out there and how many times have I been in a situation where you know a company hired a an ex-journalist or a current journalist to do some marketing material and it just didn't really work out very well yeah uh, so yeah. and uh, so anyway yeah so that's just one type of project that you'll learn about in Peter's course and I think that's all we have for them for today for this episode so thank you very much, Peter, for taking part in the show and telling us more well, about Wealth and Craft. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I sincerely appreciate it. So No problem. And you can find out more about Peter's course at allindywriters.com slash recommends slash craft. And that will link you right to his course so you can sign up. Or I will link you to a review that I and another freelancer did about this course in the show notes. Would you like me to tackle something specific in a future episode? If so, you can submit your writing-related questions through the contact form at allindiewriters.com slash podcast by emailing me at jen, that's J-E-N-N, at allindiewriters.com or by leaving me a voicemail at 484-575-1345. You can find show notes and related links for this episode at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 36. You can also access this podcast, audio blog posts, and related audio productions by visiting freelancetheater.com. You've been listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast with Jen Mattern, a freelance theater production. It's all writers need for life's little episodes.